All right. Now, here's what we're going to do. This week, Bishop, Bishop calls me every week, texts me first. He says, what you preaching this weekend? And then I tell him, and then he calls me, Bishop Clint. And we talk sometimes 30, 45 minutes, sometimes even an hour, just about what God is doing in, in our lives. And he speaks into my life. You just don't even know what a difference he's made in my life. He called me this week. He said, what are you preaching this week? I said, Bishop, i got to be honest with you. It's one of those weeks that I know you've experienced where I've got about five different things that's going through my spirit, but none of them are connecting. I don't know, Bishop. I think that I'm going to do something I hadn't done in 20-plus years. He said, what is that, Bishop? I said, I'm going to have a testimony service. He said, good God Almighty. He said, I got two words for you. Come on. I said, what are they? Give it to me, sir. He said, number one, hold the mic. He said, don't you give that mic to anybody. I said, yes, sir, I'd already planned that. He said, second of all, he said, do you know that in the court of law, a testimony, your testimony, can cause you to be set free or it can actually, if you ain't honest and real and if the truth in your testimony is not what it needs to be, it can lock you up. That's the power of a testimony. Oh, yeah. Revelation 12 says, Then I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, This is in the middle of the tribulation period. Now, somebody shout now. Now salvation and strength in the kingdom of our God and the power of his cross have come for the accuser of the brethren, the devil, who accuses them before our God day and night has been cast down. And they overcame him. They overcame the devil by the blood of the lamb. And by what? The word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives even to the death. See, we know that without the blood of Jesus, we are nothing. Somebody shout, what can wash away my sins? What can make me whole again? So we're thankful that when we give our life to Jesus, we are covered in the blood of Jesus. But listen, it says they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. If the testimony is, as po is powerful enough to overcome the Antichrist who is possessed with Lucifer himself, then what can it do now when the, when the Antichrist is not even on the scene and we've got everything a child of God could ever need to live in their life? We ought to be walking in victory. My God, are y'all hearing me? But the reason many of us are not walking in victory is that we claim the blood of Jesus and the blood of the Lamb on our life, but we fail to ever share our testimony. Are you hearing me? So, God has been doing some miracles in this house. I'm talking about mind-boggling miracles in this house. We don't have enough time, probably. Well, we got time, but a lot of folks, it's how excited people are about giving their testimony. I started getting messages early this morning going, I got to be somewhere this morning. I'm sorry, Pastor. I got to travel. I'm out of state. But I want to give my testimony. I, I, I wish I could be there, but I need to give my testimony what the Lord has said. I just told him, well, just give it next Sunday. It's time for us to start making room for people to testify. Because he overcame them by the power of the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. So here's what we're going to do. If God has done a miracle in your life, if you have a bona fide miracle at our miracle services on a Sunday morning at your house, if God has done something for you, I want you to get up here and I want you to meet me right down here in front of the stage and I want you to tell the people about what God has done for you. Come on, let's just line up all the way around there to the line. Give them praise, y'all. Give, give the Lord praise for these people that are being bold. 
Just line up side. Come, come right here. Come right here. Sis. Face the people. Face the people all the way down. All the way down. Come on. Come on. I'm going to have to scoot down for more miracles. Come on. Come on. Come on. I know there's more miracles than this. Come on. I know there's more. That's all right. You ain't got to get up here if you don't want to. There's more. Now, listen. I'm going to walk down this aisle, and I'm going to hold the microphone because some of y'all are going to want to preach. I know. And I ain't going to let it happen because I ain't through preaching myself. So I want you to tell this church, first of all, because we got people that may not know who you are, your name, what the situation was, what happened to you when God touched you, and what is your condition now? And it may be a physical miracle. It may be a, a demonic attack that you are delivered from. It may be depression that lifted off of you. Whatever it is, it is a miracle. Are y'all ready to hear some testimonies this morning? Come on. All right, sister, first of all, tell us your name and what God did. My name is Charlotte, and about two years ago at the First Fruits offering, you remember? Yes, I came up here, I think it was Pastor Ray and Sue yes. that prayed with me. I had a granddaughter that had been in a lesbian relationship, mm -hmm. and I wanted that stopped. Mm -hmm. it, been go it has been going on for nine years. Yesterday, well, about four months ago, things come to a head. She hadn't spoken to us in four months, and we hadn't got to see the children in four months. Yesterday, she came in my house on her knees, crying, broken. It's over, Nanny. Wow. It's over. My God. It is over. Come on, praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Hallelujah. See? The way you reach people when they're in those situations is through love, through prayer, and staying in, engaged in their life and telling them, you're still my daughter, you're still my son, I love you, but here's, the, here's what God wants for you. Here's what God's word wants for you. Come on, that's a bona fide miracle, y'all. Praise God. Thank you, ma'am. While I'm at it, I lay my hands on this offering right here. Yes. The last offering that was taken up, I told Pastor Sandy, I said, I pray for multiplication. I pray blessing over this. And we had $3,000 in that offering. Yes, we did. We're having $5,000. I don't know where it's coming from, but that $5,000 is coming in here because I believe it in hey. Jesus' name. Come on. Come on. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. Once you give your testimony, you can be seated. All right. Man of God, tell us what's going on. Your name, what's going on? My name is J.R. Uh, in 19, uh, excuse me, in 2011, I was diagnosed with neurofibromatosis 2, which basically means I have tumors on the hearing nerves. It caused, caused me to lose my hearing, and it caused me to walk. The only way I know to describe it is like a drunk man without any alcohol. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's the way I walked. I was prone to falling. That was, what, seven, eight years ago. Yes, sir. I'd been battling this thing for seven or eight years. Mm. The first of the year, I was tired. Yes, sir. I mean, I was ready to give it up, throw in the towel, and quit trying. Yes, sir. I came in here, and you started talking about let's meet at the altar during worship. Come on, come on. I couldn't do that. I can't come down. I could not come down here and stand. I could not move my feet. You told me to come and stand right there and hold on to that pew if I had to. Yes, sir. Well, I call that my spot during worship hey, now. Come on, come on. In March, I laid a cane that I had been using for seven years. I left it in the car. Hey, come on. You better praise him. He ain't through, but you better praise him just for that. It may look funny, me standing there. I'm moving my feet. I'm stomping. Yes. I don't care. What it looks like. Come on. Come on. I don't care what it looks like. You can laugh. You can make fun. I don't care. Come on. Because you ain't seen nothing yet. Hey! Come on. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him, church. 
And on the night of the miracle service, not only did you not have your cane, for those that might not have been here, what did you do? With the help of a couple of giants named Scott and Mac, I ran around this place. My God! A man who was walking with a cane left it in the car, grabs a hole. When you were singing that song, when I move my body, when I move my feet, I looked over J.R. J.R. like, when I move my body, when I move. Some of y'all stand there, you can't, you can't find it in your dignity to move your feet. J.R., you're a blessing, you're a miracle. So I praise God for your miracle, sir. Yes, sir. Amen. Come on, give God the praise. All right, sister. That's a good one right here, y'all. I already know about this. T tell us your name and what God did with you. Um, my name is Ebony Smith. Um, first, I, was I wasn't diagnosed. It started when I was about 15 years old. I was in Oakwood Bound at the time. My parents and I, none of us knew what was going on. But later on, after I had my first son, Israel, we found out I was diagnosed with seizures, which is called um, epilepsy. But I had the partial ones. And the partial ones are a little bit more dangerous because you stare. I could be in the middle of a sentence and stare. Mm. So anything stress, which we know, life brings stress. Right, yeah, yeah. So Come on. I would automatically have a seizure, any kind of stress. Underlying stress, it didn't matter. Um, second, what else? Lack of sleep. First of all, I'm a prayer warrior. Come I have on. I pray. Hey. So late nights, I'm up till one, two, three o'clock in the morning. So guess what? The next day, I have a seizure nine times out of ten wow. because I'm up praying for my kids or for my family or for my school. So um, finally, when I came here, pastor um, doing service, when he was like drunk in the spirit, um, oh, yeah. I got up here well. and I touched I touched him and my parents just began to pray and I began to pray. But before that, God had already been working mm. prior to that. I have not been on seizure medication for about a month. Hey, whoa, hey, how long you been on it before then? On and off since I was 17. Since she was 17 years old, and she's not on it now. But the crazy part is when you go to doctors, and I'm telling you, doctors are a lie. I was not supposed to live in a house by myself. I was not supposed to drive. I was not to, supposed to be able to take care of my children on my own. Wow. And my mom was like, you just need to come home. I'm like, no, God said in his word that we are healed by his strength. And so I believe that. I solely believe that. So I told my mom, I said, no, I got stuff to do. I, she'll tell you. I said, I got stuff to do. I said, I don't have time. I hear what they say. Yeah, they okay. I don't have time. I have to get this done. I take my seizure medication and keep it moving. So through that, I have my own house. Come on. I'm 24 years old. I'm an assistant director at a school now. I take care of my children, Israel and Isaiah, all by myself. We are doing excellent. And it's all praises to God because I did not stop. And I believe that what God said, what Christ said, is what he said, and that's what he meant. Come on, give me praise. My God, there is miracles in this house, y'all. Woo! Jesus. My God, I know about this one, too. I can't wait for y'all to hear this one. This is amazing. My name is Taylor, and ever since I was 15, I had cluster migraines. I've gone to over seven or eight neurologists, every one of them said nothing was wrong. Nothing was ever shown up. M MRIs, CAT scans, and so all they kept telling me was go do Botox, get all these different shot injections, blocks, and nothing has ever helped. I was taking up to 15 pills a day, at least seven goodies a day, and absolutely nothing touched it. Wow. I had insomnia. I had anxiety attacks, and my headaches were so bad that I would collapse. I was pregnant with my daughter. I was seven months pregnant, and I collapsed at work because my headaches got so bad. Well, like we come to miracle service, and I was expecting it. And I left here, and I, it's 14 days today that I have not had a migraine. What? 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 Wait a minute. What? Now, now, listen, you got to understand. This is what you told me the other day or last Sunday. Every day of your life, other than I think one week when you first got prayed, one week, is that right? 
since you were how old again? 15. How old are you now? You don't mind me asking. 28. 28. From age 15 to age 28, she only has a memory of one week where she did not have a headache, and that was when she was first pregnant with her child. Now, after claiming her miracle 14 days ago, no medication, nothing, no migraine headaches, 14 days straight. That's right. No insomnia, no anxiety. No insomnia. You're resting. You're sleeping good. Come on, y'all. You can't make that up. Jesus, your emotions cannot get, overwhelm you and cause that to happen. That is a legitimate miracle. If you've ever had a migraine headache one time, can you imagine having them your entire life? And they're gone. Woo, I'm proud of you. That's awesome. Come on. Come on, sister. My God. Now, now let me ask you a question before we go any further. Does this cause your faith to rise? Does this cause you to believe if God can do that for them, what can he do for me? This is why I say all the time, a man with an argument is always at the mercy of a man with an experience or a woman. Because here's the reality. Do you think for a moment you'll be able to tell any of those we've already heard from or any of those we're about to hear from that God doesn't do miracles? They'll never hear you. They'll never listen to you and never believe you because they've had an experience. All right, sister, tell us your name. Tell us what God has done. It's James Engel, and uh, first of all, I love the Lord. Amen. Okay. Yes. And normally I wouldn't be up here because I, I used to have high anxiety. And You're I doing would great. Not come. You're doing great. Okay. When you laid down up there about three weeks ago Ooh, yes. <laughs> and I came up, and I never did get to touch you, but I did the person that was touching yeah, you. Yeah. I've had leg pain for two years, burning, hurting in my legs and my feet. And I felt something go through my body, Shoot. and it just Woo, it God, went away. That's it. My God. That's it. And it's gone, and it's been gone since then. It's been gone. No, not one time. No pain in my feet and legs. Come on, give God the praise. No pain. Jesus. And no, no anxiety. anxiety. Hey, you know what? That's a big, that's, that's as big a miracle sometimes as any other miracle for God to deliver you from anxiety. Hate all my life. Hate all my life. High anxiety. I'm so proud of you. That's awesome. That's all. Give God the praise. Come on. Now, listen. I think I need to say this because I know they don't mean anything intentionally by what they're saying. But, but please, I have to clarify this because this is where I am. Don't listen to somebody saying, I touched you. That was a day that I was just knocked out in the power of God. I don't even remember even praying for anybody. Has nothing to do with me. Has there? There's nothing special about me. If you hear somebody say that day I came up and touched your arm and I was healed, all that all they're talking about is the anointing. The anointing that was on me, not Larry Raglan. I'm not a healer. I don't carry some special chosen thing that you don't have. I have access to the same power of the Holy Spirit that you do. Amen? We're in this together. So, so there's nothing special about me. As I want everybody, to, if you hear that, that's, that needs to be clarified. All right, sister, you've had multiple miracles. Tell us your name and what God has done. My name is Tamara. Did you see her trying to grab the mic? I, I saw her. I saw her trying to grab that. I saw her. All right. Okay, my name is Tamara, and about 20 years ago, I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia. Mm, come on. I had no idea what that was at that time, um, but I was prescribed about 1,200 milligrams of medicine to take a day. Now, I threw that away about five years ago, but I, from about, like I said, about 20 years ago till about before I turned 40, wow. um, <laughs> I never knew what it was like to not be in pain. Wow. That was just something normal for me, and I'm going to try not to get emotional. It's okay. Take your time. But Take every time. day I would wake up, and I would be in pain. Nobody would know. I would always have a smile on my face because I was just conditioned to always smile. Yes, yes. And I did not want my kids to feel any kind of worry for their mom, and I, w I didn't want my parents to worry. But every day of my life, I was in pain. I would go to bed in pain. I would wake up in pain. I left my job that I was at for 16 years. I worked for the state of Alabama. And because I could not work, the doctors put me on FMLA for probably the last six months of my job. And I could not do anything. But every day I would wake up and I would press. Mm. 
I would press and I would say every day, I would confess over my life that by the stripes of Jesus, hey, come on, I'm healed. Yes, yes. And so even if you don't see it in me because I'm smiling and because of my personality or whatever, I, you know, I was, I was still in pain. Yeah, yeah. But a couple of weeks ago at the last miracle service, I kid you not, that, that Sunday I could not move. I was sitting on the altar before practice, and my body just could not move. I could stand straight up, erect, but I could not. It was so much pain just to bend over, to reach for anything. But that night at the the miracle service, I was able to bend down and not touch my knees. Touch the floor. I can't do that. And so I just, I just want to encourage everyone that if you're going through something in your body, just know that the Word of God is true. And He is a healer. He is a deliverer. And it's funny because I was just telling a couple of weeks ago, I'm not sure, Don was at my house um, with his daughter for piano lessons. And I was saying, I was saying, I still feel good in my body. Uh, come on, yeah. And I kid you not, that same night, my foot swole up. Yep, yep. I've never had that before in my life. Never. And I'm still propping it up a little bit because I, I would be lying if I would tell you that I'm not in pain right sure, now with sure, my foot sure. because it still hurts. Yeah, yeah. And the doctor told me to stay off of it. I have no idea how to stay off of it. Yeah, come on, come on. <laughs> but I am here. I am here, and I am encouraged, and I know what God can do. And I know what he's already done in my life, and I know what he will continue to do. So I just, um, I trust in God, and I just want to encourage you all. Trust God for your healing, because by his stripes, you are healed. My God, somebody stretch your hands this way right now and say, in the name of Jesus, all foot pain has got to go. In the name of Jesus, we command swelling to go down. Complete healing in Jesus' name. Come on, give him praise. Give him praise. My God, I'm having fun, y'all. This, this is that. This is that. All right, sister, tell us your name. Tell us what God did. My name is Polly. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> uh, Sunday before last at Healing Ministries, yes. uh, I came up. My legs at the bottom had been all broken out for a long time and they itched and hurt and was real red and they gave me all kind of antibiotics and it never helped and I said when we had that service I said well my legs needs healed I'm saying this to myself I said that may not be seen and all this but they need to be healed so I come up for prayer and I could I don't even know who laid hands on me yes, and prayed for me. Some lady. Wow. Uh, and I could feel like my legs was getting well or healing wow, wow. just in in that time. And the next morning at home, it was completely, I mean, I'm not going to pull up my, uh, that, my <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah, legs, I'll but use. they were completely healed. No, no scars are and there and there was a rash and a breakout and all that on there the day before that yes. and when you prayed and felt God touch you you're saying the next day nothing that they gave you at the doctor could could take it away but the next day there was nothing on your legs that's right oh my Lord. that is awesome and it was ugly to look at so I, I mean I'm still gone for, still gone yes it's still gone I'm thankful for anything that God does for me he has healed me in a lot of ways you you know i nearly died a few years ago if it wasn't for god and the prayers i wouldn't be here and you know i'm a person i'm i'm shy and i don't know really you know what to say and things like that but i love the lord and i used to really be a person that goes you know out and uh, gives my testimony and stuff like that years ago I always did and but I'm you're there you're still there I'm proud of you to be more bold hey let me tell you something about her boldness y'all she went on a mission trip with me I saw her on the mission field preaching the gospel praise God what a miracle give God the praise for Polly praise God thank God come here sister How many knows every single miracle is just as powerful as the other miracles? 
There's no big miracle and little miracle that's up here. These are all bona fide miracles. Let's come down this way. Let's come down this way. Come on, come on, y'all, come on. All right, all right. Tell us your name and tell us what God did for you. Hi, my name is Latanya. Um, I have so many miracles in my life, but I just want to share this special one with you. On the day passed when you were under the anointed, which was three weeks ago, I was over there kneeling down and praying, and Pastor Sandy saw me, and she came over. She said, what's going on? What's going on with you? I said, Pastor, um, so many things going on with me, but right now I'm having some pains in my leg. Every morning I get up, I would feel this numbness in my legs, and it's just been getting worse. So she said to me, um, what it is, the way you and Raul work, the devil is attacking your right. body, yep, yep. but I'm going to pray for you. So she called Sister Ma Monica, and both of them prayed over me. Wow. And I felt something, but I didn't feel it complete. Yes. So when I went home, and Monday morning when I woke up, I stopped walking. I felt something change. Wow. So I text Pastor Sandy, and I said, there's a change, but it's not fully, but we're going to believe God for my full recovery. Yes. Tuesday morning, I woke up, and I started walking around, and it was completely gone. So I text her, and I tell her, because she prayed. She said, I'm going to pray for you that you feel like a teenager. And, I mean, I have so much energy, Pastor. I don't know what to do. Look out, y'all. She's a teenager. I used to get up, go to sleep, and barely wake up in the morning. And now, 6 o'clock in the morning, I'm up. Roll, let's go, let's go. And I'm just so excited what God did in my life. So Come on, praise him. That's awesome. That's awesome. Not only will he heal you, but he'll restore your youth. Oh, my goodness. What a mighty woman of God. Now, you're going to help me, right? You're going to help me. All right, sister. Tell us your name, and we will understand some of it, but some of it we will understand through a translator. But this is a precious, precious mama. Mi nombre es Irma. My name is Irma. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning, Jesus. Este, yo vivo a un minuto de aquí y yo pasaba diario y esta fue un día mi iglesia aquí me bauticé pero la perdimos por malversación de fondos. Uh, she said she used to come uh, before she usually come to this church and she used to pass by and she even got bautized here and they lost the church. Y yo decía Un día voy a ir iglesia otra vez. Un día vengo otra vez. And she used to say, uh, I'm going to come back one day. Wow. Come back to church. Wow. Y cuando vine, vine con Nancy Santiago. I love you, Nancy. <laughs> I understood that. Thank God for Nancy Santiago. I love you, Nancy. It's my mama. It's your mama. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. It's my papa. Yes. 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 And she came here where her foot broken down in pieces. Nancy, llévame a tu iglesia. And she said to Nancy, please take me to your church. Y yo vine. Con, con una cosa aquí en mi corazón de que algo iba a pasar. And she came here where her heart broken down and she was hopefully something is going to happen. Y vine porque el doctor, los médicos en, en cancerología me habían dicho que tenía cáncer terminal. And the doctors used to, they was telling her uh, the cancer she used to have was terminal. Y yo vine aquí con una esperanza y ese día, gracias a Dios, me dice Nancy, vamos que va a haber noche de milagros. Yo voy, yo voy, Nancy, con una esperanza muy grande. And sister invite her to come to church and uh, they was having healing in here. Yeah. And she said, please take me. I want to go. I want to be healed. Me acababan de decir un día antes que, pues, este, firmar unos papeles que me dieron de cómo quería que fuera mi entierro, si me quemaban o si me enterraban toda completa y lo firmé. And uh, she went to get some, to the hospital, to get some paperwork to sign how was going to be her, how she chose to be her burial. 
uh, if she want to be cremated or where they want her to do the burial. Hold, hold. The papers. Okay, hold up, Mama. Do you understand what you just heard? The doctors told her she had stage four terminal cancer. She went to the hospital to sign and, and talk to the people to organize her burial or cremation. Y, y hubo junta de médicos y todos ya está en fase terminal. Uh, and there was, the doctors was in a meeting and the doctors pretty much says nothing we can do. Y yo vine con esa esperanza con 76 años de edad. And she came here with hope and she's 76 years old. Y ahora vengo con 15 entrados a 16. And now she comes with, I don't know, understand to say that. 15 name. years. Um, vengo con 15 años y voy a cumplir 16. Oh. Uh, she feel, she's feel like 15 years old and she's fixing to turn 16. Me siento joven, joven, nueva. She feels so young and God restore her. Wow. Yes. Come on, give God a praise. God saved her life. Hallelujah. I have a question for her. How long ago was it when she went to the hospital and the doctor? No hace ni un mes, que fue un día antes de la noche de milagros. Uh, remember the day we have the healing? Yes. Uh, it was not even, it's not even a month okay. since okay. they told her. Yo, yo tomaba como 20 medicamentos para el cáncer y me daban radiaciones y quimo. Y ahora nomás tomo dos medicamentos. She was taking over 20 medication. They was doing uh, the chemotherapy and uh, radiation. And now they, she only takes two medications. Wow. I'm telling you, if you don't praise God right now, if you don't believe that God is doing something in this house, my God, that is not humanly possible. Thank you. Thank you. Gracias. Thank you. Gracias porque yo no tengo familia, no tengo a nadie más que a Nancy y a Jim, pero aquí he encontrado hijos, nietos, yernos, nueras y bisnietos. She say uh, the, she don't have no family. The only family she got is Nancy and her husband. And since she assists to this church, she got sons, daughters, babies, grandkids. Yes. She got grandkids, son-in-laws. She got. All Come on, this is us. This is us. This is SRC family, y'all. Jesus. Bye, family. <laughs> Nancy, I love you. I'm telling you right now, I'm overwhelmed, y'all. This is amazing. Amen. Do you understand? This, this should tell you that we need to be telling people, get to this house. Get in this anointing. Bring the sick. Bring the depressed. Bring the suicidal. Bring the tormented. The power to set people free is in this house. All right, brother, tell us your name, although I know you very well. But, uh, but tell us your name and tell us what God has done in your life, sir. Okay, my name is Hosea Hutchins. Everybody call me Hutch. Hutch. I'm not the first miracle. I got two testifiers, okay. two testimonies I want to tell briefly. Okay. My wife back there, Sharon, wave at them. Woo, we love you, sister. That is a miracle there. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Several, uh, about a few years ago, yep. she was diagnosed with cancer in the yep. stomach. Yep. They did MRI on her. Yep. They did all kind of tests. The doctor was certain that she had cancer in the stomach. I thought it. Until I got in touch with my Jesus. I got like David. I had to encourage myself. Come on. I told God, look, I pay tithes and offerings. Come on. You say it in your word. 
bring all the tithes and offering to the storehouse, so there will be meat in my house. Improve me now. Therewith, if I would not open up the windows of heaven, pour you out a blessing, you would not have room enough to receive it, and I will, this is the part I like especially, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. So I went to God, and I called him to his word. You got to go to God. You got to call him to his word. I said, look, God, uh-uh. this can't be canceled. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. I said, Jesus took 39 stripes on his body yes. so that we could be healed. Come on. I ain't accepting nothing less. I rebuke you, Satan. I rebuke what you say. I rebuke what you bring to me in the name of Yeshua, Hamashiach, Jesus. Hey. I pray for that woman. They wheel her into the mercy room. Yep. I'm in the waiting room praying, seeking God. The doctor said he knew it was going to be canceled when he cut her open. She got a long scar. When he cut her open, he said he did a happy dance. It wasn't cancer. The doctor did a happy dance, y'all. She has that effect. People like her when she's, when they know her. He said he did a happy dance, and he, it was an infection, and he was so glad. That was the first miracle. Yeah. That's why I praise God, and I worship him like I do when you see me. Yes, it ain't for show. Yes, sir. Now, that was the first miracle in our life. Here come the second one. I took garbage down real heavy, and I lifted up with this right arm. Shouldn't have did it, and I pulled something tore. Yep. I felt it, and I and I hollered. She couldn't hear me because she was upstairs. So what I did, I bear with the pain. I was in so much pain, I took pain medication that I could. So finally, I told her, I said, baby, I got to go to the doctor. Yep. They did an MRI on my shoulder. Yep. I laid in that tunnel for 30 minutes mm -hmm. doing an MRI. You ever did one? Yes, sir. They ain't, they, they ain't good. No, ain't. When the doctor got the result, I don't like him. The doctor got the result. He said, you got a torn rotator cup. He told me that it would not heal. Say it. He said that. Uh-uh. I don't accept that. Come on, come on. I'm going by the Say word it. of God. I prayed to Jesus. I called God again on his word. I said, look, I'm paying tithes and offering. I said, you're going to have to rebuke that. Y'all need to be a tither, by the way. You need to pay your tithes. It's worth it. I paid them, pay them faithfully. I said, look, God, I need to be healed. I'm too active. Yeah, yeah. God, the pastor was preaching. Yep. It was one Sunday. You was preaching about miracles. Miracle and I came to church that Sunday. I was in pain. I was still praising God. I had determined I was going to praise God. So you got through preaching and you prayed. Pastor, no joke. Before I left here, that pain left. Mm. You pray, and I believe God. So God has healed me. I could not reach for the salt or nothing on the table. I could not reach out like this. I couldn't raise my arm hey! like this. I couldn't do all of hey! that. I couldn't do all of that. So by the grace of God, I am healed. Yeah! Come on. Come on. My God. Come here, brother. Do you, do you hear this? Diagnosis, MRI, torn rotator cup. You're going to have to have surgery. It will not heal on his own. That week, God healed him. That same week. Tell us your name and what God has done. Scott Parker. And uh, I think you can remember this because it was about the time that they got married. As a matter of fact, it was at the wedding. And Pastor said he even noticed that I was in a lot of pain. Yeah. Well, I was dealing with a sciatic nerve. And that left me to where I couldn't get comfortable. Uh, it was hard to get any sleep. I couldn't sit. I couldn't stand. I couldn't find any way to get comfortable. Well, this is the heart of your leadership here. I said something to someone right back there, and they didn't just say, I'll pray for you. They prayed for me yeah, right there. Yeah, yeah. Immediately, I felt a tingling hey, in my leg. Hey. I got down this way. I said something to somebody about, I feel a tingling in my leg. Well, that wasn't good enough, so they prayed for me, and it was gone. Hey. I was able to praise and worship. I was able to jump. Come on! And I could do anything I wanted to do. So that's the heart of your, work, of your leadership here. They pray for you. I love this church. I love this church. Yes. Come on, give it praise. God healed him of a sciatic nerve. 
That's real pain, y'all, if you've ever had one. Thank you, brother. That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. All right, sister, tell us what the Lord has done, your name and what the Lord has done. My name is Clifta, and yesterday I was here yep. doing some work around the church, yep. and I was having a really hard time breathing yep. because the, the devil's been trying to get me down this week. And, you know, what he's attacked in our people here yep. that we have seen has been breathing. And that hit me yep. yesterday, and I thought, no, devil, you ain't getting this one. And pastor prayed for me. He heard me. He, he said, you're having trouble, aren't you, breathing? And I said, yeah. And so I went home and I rested. This morning I woke up and I can breathe fine. I don't have any problems. If y'all would have seen her yesterday, it's a miracle, y'all. It's a miracle. Listen. Thank you, sister. Did you hear what she just said about the attack that the devil has brought on people with breathing? Because Tamara, that was testifying earlier about the fibromyalgia and everything, just a few weeks ago collapsed and could not breathe whatsoever. She could not breathe yesterday. Was um, Things are going so crazy. It was last Sunday, wasn't it? Last Sunday when Brother Fred fell out over there, and he could not breathe. He could not breathe at all. He was gasping for breath. But, y'all, let me tell you something about Brother Fred. Not only did God heal that man and save his life, if you were here last Sunday, that was unlike anything I've ever been a part of in my life. They put him in the ambulance. We were still in here praying making plans to go see him at the hospital. And for 20 minutes, he was still out there in the ambulance, and we didn't even know it, and he kept coming to himself. They ran in here and told me he's back. He's, his vitals are, are great. I went out there and talked to him. They were heading, taking him down there for a heart attack or something else. They didn't, a stroke or whatever was happening. He came back in the church, praise God. He went down there and stayed overnight for observation. Can I tell you something about Brother Fred? Tuesday morning, he stood before the Birmingham city council and prayed over the mayor in the city council of the city of Birmingham on Tuesday morning and thank God him and Phyllis are on a riverboat relaxing in New Orleans right now my God son I'm talking about them. you ain't gritting this mic ain't no way you getting it listen this is a man who was by all intents and purposes of the people that was around him, and I told him it's myself, you were dying, Fred, in the middle of the service. I could see it on your face. And God raised him up. All they could find is that his potassium levels just need to be elevated. I said, well, let them elevate it all they want to, and that's good. I said, but I'm going to tell you something right now. Potassium levels don't do what I saw. The devil tried to take you out, but you crushed his head. <laughs> Woo, somebody give him a praise. All right, brother, tell us your name and tell us what the Lord did for you. My name is David. Most of you know me. And I don't have a testimony for a physical miracle. But those of you that were here two weeks ago, two Sunday nights ago, when I walked up on stage, and those of you that know my story know where I've been, know this year has been rough, and God has brought me a long way, but there was still one area of my life that I still couldn't get over. And it was up here. Couldn't sleep. I had been six months without getting more than two hours sleep a night, Donnie. And I just had enough. Two Sunday nights ago, I was sitting right down there. And I said, God, I've had enough. And then the pastor called me up on stage to be one to go out and help pray for folks. And I said, God, I didn't come here to pray for nobody. I need something. And he reminded me that through what I was about to do for others, He was going to touch me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So let me tell you, even in the middle of your pain, if you'll reach out to somebody else, God will touch you. Yes, sir. And that night God did something. And let me tell you, it's been two weeks now. And I'm not woke up one time at night. Hallelujah. Come on, David. Come on, church. Hallelujah. I've... I've not rolled over one time to the other side of the bed and had that vision in my head that I've been dealing with. So I'm here to testify that God has healed my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this morning as we was praising worship, what did I tell you, Ruby? I looked at Ruby. I said, I haven't moved like this and worshiped like this and danced like this. And I don't even remember the last time. 
But that God, God's healed this. And there's a new season in my life. So if you've got something going on in your spirit, maybe it's not physical, but let me tell you, the spiritual element of it is just as important as yes. the physical. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So you can be physically healed all you want. Yeah, yeah. But up here, yeah. God wants to heal this. Yes, sir. And that's what he done for me, brother. Come on, give him praise. That's awesome. That's awesome. Come on, get up on your feet all over this house and praise him for every miracle that you just heard. Every testimony. My God. My God. My God. Wow. You know what? I'm so thankful that these kids are in here. Because let me tell you, they need, they'll never forget what they saw and heard today. Listen, these kids need to believe at their age in miracles. They need to believe that God, teenagers, you need to believe that God can use you to pray for your fellow students and see miracles happen in your school. You let one person, you let one football player, cheerleader, or just band member, or whatever, have an injury or something, and they're in a cast, and you pray for them, and a miracle happens, you watch what happens at your school. Revival will break out at your school. So just believe God that God can do it. You know, the last thing I want to say to you, just remain standing. Hallelujah. I want to read one scripture to you that sums up the heart of God when it comes to testimonies. I, I talk about it in Revelation chapter 12 where it says, For they overcame them by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. Let me tell you what happens as you go on through Revelation to chapter 19. As things are winding down in the, the tribulation period, the millennial reign is getting set to, to, to begin to operate here on this earth and so many things are happening in Scripture in the book of Revelation at that time. But listen to what he says in Revelation chapter 19, verse 6. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, a sound of many waters, and as the sound of mighty thunderings, saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord God omnipotent reigns. Let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory. For the marriage of the Lamb, the marriage of the Supper of the Lamb, the marriage supper of the Lamb is what King James calls it, has come. And his wife has made herself what? Ready. And to her it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen, clean and bright. For the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. Now he's talking about all of that, but listen how he sums up. The way you know Jesus is who he is. Then he said to me, write, blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb? Those that are covered in the blood of the Lamb and share the word of their testimony. And he said to me, these are the true sayings of God. And I fell at his feet to worship him. But he said to me, See that you do not do that. That's the angel talking, or some people believe it's Peter talking. I am your fellow servant, one of your brethren who have the what? The testimony of Jesus. So many people believe this is Peter. Word of God alludes to it that it is. Watch this. He is saying, look, I am a man just like you, but what I do have is the testimony of Jesus. Don't worship me. That's why I made sure that I said what I said a while ago when a couple of people said, when you were under the anointing and I touched you. Look, I appreciate what they were saying, but, but that ain't what they meant. They meant the glory of God touched my life. Nothing to do with Larry. So, so it's what he says. He says, don't worship me, for I have the same testimony of Jesus that you have. And then he says, worship God for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. I've been looking for you, brother. Yes, I do. Yes, I do, brother. Get up here. Come on, come on, man. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, brother. There you go. There you go. It's all right. Miracle's going to happen to you right there in your leg. All right, brother. You're going to close us out today. Tell us your name 
and tell us about the miracle that happened in your life. Oh, my name is Rick. You, Haas, some of y'all know me. This is so weird. <laughs> I could come up here and just say that at the first miracle service, first healing service, that God restored my hearing. Because that's what he did. 13 years. 13 years, nothing but noise. And when I say noise, it's just like static when your TV's on channel three. Come on. And, um, but really that healing was the culmination of probably 35 to 50 years of brokenness and failure and highs and lows. Um, I can't get into it all because we'd be here an hour. I should write a book and call it, I See Greatness in You. Two. <laughs> yes, I love it. Because really reading your book helped me take my journey and separate it into all the seasons. Wow. And I recognized God in a lot of those seasons. But now I can see where when he protected me, for something greater. Yeah, yeah. And it took a, a a broken Catholic altar boy. Come on, say it. To literally saving me from death twice in my twenties from suicide. To marrying a Baptist preacher's daughter and becoming a Baptist preacher. And having an awesome ministry and failing and losing everything and hitting rock bottom and turning my back on God. Ashamed to say cursing God. Told God, leave me alone. And I lost my hearing. Did not realize that that all happened at the same time. Wow. Um, spent a good nine years sex, drugs, and rock and roll. None of those three, really. In my mind, probably. But as far away as you could walk, as you could get, and hit rock bottom a third time in my life. Not once, twice, but three times dragging the bottom with the anchor. And finally, Rick Uhas was that close. Y'all don't know me that close to being in prison for a year. God, that's even hard for me to say. But I finally said, God, we're going to do it. Yep. I don't know how we're going to do it. Because I still carried shame and, and embarrassment from especially being, being a, a church leader, an associate pastor failing like I did because that's the way I looked at it was just failure and my run from God wasn't because I was even mad at God I was so embarrassed at myself so ashamed but when he kept me out of prison because I would not have done well in prison <laughs> um, he started working and it was just me and him for a couple years I didn't go anywhere. I went, started going back to a little Baptist church. Twelve old ladies and me. And they fed me. Oh, they fed me. <clears throat> but I started realizing I needed more. Yeah. Didn't know what to do. Wasn't involved socially. I mean, I would work and come home. And she's not in here now, so it's good. But God presented me with the godliest woman I've ever met in my yeah, life, yeah. ever. Y'all yeah. know Carrie. If yeah. you don't know her, she's the pretty one that's sitting by me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. And uh, I was never going to date again. I just was not. A, I wasn't good for anybody. But we talked, 
And our first date was right here. Now, wait a minute. Y'all got to understand this. The first time they ever met each other was in our parking lot. Their first date was a Sunday morning at Solid Rock. I was talking to them after church thinking, how long? I said, how long y'all been together? And they said, well, we just met in the parking lot before church. <laughs> that, that is literally what they said. And they've been coming to church ever since. You came. You, God started working in your life here, Rick. I've seen you grow. I've seen, I've seen God do miracle after miracle in your life. I'm almost done. Okay. Look, this, this is closing number seven. All right, just two more minutes. So He knows where I'm going. I'm not all going to be talking about Carrie because that was just the beginning of the new for me. Yeah. We started coming here, and you people, Come on. Solid Rock Church, and your faithfulness and your love has taken that broken Catholic altar boy, Baptist preacher, failure, rock bottom guy and presented him with the most authentic view I have ever seen of the body of Christ wow. in my entire life. Wow. And we're talking 13 years as a youth pastor and an associate pastor. And it's not saying anything bad about y'all yeah. Baptists. I'm not anymore because I signed up for 101 last week. <laughs> I'm not a Baptist anymore. But I can still marry y'all if you need to. I'm cheaper than him. <laughs> But the healing that happened, the one last thing, we had the healing service. All this time, I still didn't have this, and I don't even think about it anymore. But we had the healing service, and I was Thomas. Yeah. Lord, listen, I got you, Holy Spirit, two thumbs up, but this healing thing, Come on. these people are weirdos. Yeah, say it, tell the truth. Not embarrassed. Yeah. You grow up Catholic and Baptist, yeah. healings is for those weirdos on TV. Yeah. Right, right. But I came expecting yeah, because right. I had been coming for months and seen and felt the Spirit like I never had. Came to that healing service expecting a miracle, focused on my ear. Men prayed, touched me, and I can hear. Now, it's not loud. Volume's on level two. And everyone's saying, well, he'll restore that. But I now realize he took my hearing in the physical when I stopped listening in the spiritual. And when I finally got to the place that he's been driving me towards for the last 30 years as an adult and started living a life of righteousness as much as I possibly can and listening to the spirit he said it's time you can start hearing again in the physical oh my God. and as time goes on and as it become more in tune to the um, the non-baptist way of life actually when I start listening to the spirit more listening to God more walking in faith more like you people, that volume's going to go up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I'm fully expectant that someday in the future, as I'm here, the volume in that ear is going to be louder than the volume yes, in that yes. ear. Come on, give me praise. I see that preacher in you, brother. That preacher's in you. Come on. Come on. Come on. All right, ladies and gentlemen. You have seen and you have heard the miracle working power of God over and over and over again. Can we believe that this is not just a season that's going to, we're going to move through and then we're going to talk about one day? Let us declare that we are moving into a moment that we will never come out of, that this church until the Lord comes back, will be a church. And I love what you said, Rick, about sometimes miracles come, miracle healings, and David talked about it too, emotional and spiritual healing comes through just being around people just representing Christ. That's a miracle in itself, to take somebody from a, from a place where they didn't want to have nothing to do with God and their faith in the church and their faith in God to be restored because you loved on them and you were the hands and feet of Christ. That's what we want to be here at this church. Now, 
to the testimony of Jesus Christ is a spirit of prophecy. Peter said, don't worship me. I've got the same testimony. To all of the seven churches in the book of Revelation that you read in chapters two through, 1 through 3, each one of them has an admonition from God. They have something that God says to those churches and a promise that is made to those churches. But to every one of them, he says the promise is tied to the overcomer. Ever say, everybody say the overcomer. He says, go back and read it. To all seven churches, he says, to those that overcome, dot, dot, dot. In the same book, he, we know exactly what he's talking about because chapter 12 says, says to us, they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony. So when you read those blessings of the seven churches, understand that those blessings are tied to the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Don't be ashamed of Jesus Christ. The greatest miracle that you could ever experience in your life, not to belittle any of these, but it is not a diagnosis in the physical realm. It is for a human being to choose to serve a God they cannot see and by faith believe that they died on the cross and came back from the dead and they go from darkness into light and their names are written in the Lamb's book of life. That is the greatest miracle. Come on, somebody, that you could ever experience.